0: I just wanna be free with my people to prosper and hold it down. Don't you sit and wait, contemplating on a revolution that's time I just wanna be free. I just wanna be free. I just wanna be free. okay okay another episode of the things i wish i knew about money podcast i'm your host camille smith and it's a new year once y'all see it because it is a premiere (laughs) as you can see so i'm really excited um for this lovely episode that we're gonna have we have a special guest um lovely michael kim Uh, he's i've been following him on um, instagram for a good while and we just wanted to like you know have a discussion about being a digital nomad and also you know the being in the finance world so welcome welcome michael
1: thank you camille thank you for having me here
0: so i have a question am i able to speak some korean to you if I can.
1: unfortunately not i know Darded. zero <laughs> korean
0: oh <I> no am...
1: <laughs> i'm half korean and half chinese but my okay. parents i like, came to canada when they were pretty young so oh. they were kind of in like the assimilate into canadian culture and don't speak your like forward language so, so i grew up only speaking english
0: OMG, so okay, so I won't say any Korean to you at all. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> or <laughs> that's about <Yes>. it. <laughs> well, um oh that's so that's that's pretty cool that your your parents came early and and just wanted to, you know, stick to the to the culture that they were gonna raise you at. But you know, I, I would um I'm glad you're able to Say a little background of yourself, but who is Michael Kim? Tell the folks who you are, sir.
1: Awesome. So I'm a personal finance coach, CPA, digital nomad, and TEDx speaker. And mm-hmm. my goal is really just to have and help young professionals have control over their money and their lives.
0: Nice. And... Um... So I know that you you mentioned that you're a CPA. How? So which one was it first? Was it a CPA or a personal finance coach? Mm-hmm.
1: So I would say I became a personal finance coach before I got my CPA. Okay. So a little bit of background for me is that growing up, my family... I'm from a Korean and Chinese background. But growing up, we really struggled financially. Mm-hmm. So... When I saw my parents struggle financially, we actually almost lost the house that we lived in. And so from that moment, I was like, I need to learn how to effectively manage my own money so that I can take care of myself,
0: Mm -hmm. but also be
1: able to take care of my parents. So that's essentially the reason why I decided to study accounting and finance. Not because I love numbers or I'm really good at math. I did it because I needed to learn the skills of how to manage my money. and so i started taking personal finance courses or like accounting and finance courses in university Mm -hmm. and so by the time i graduated i learned how to effectively manage my money and i was able to build a successful coaching business a six-figure investment portfolio and also you know have control over my life essentially but then at the same time my friends and family they were graduating university at that time and so i was like they were struggling with their finances because they were never taught about how to manage their money Mm
0: -hmm. so then
1: that's when i decided to start helping my friends And family, and that's how I first got into coaching back in 2020. So around when COVID hit. Oh wow! Just Uh, (laughs) exactly, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and since then, after helping them like become debt free, buy their first home, and essentially have control over their money and their lives, I was like, I need to share this gift of financial literacy with the rest of the world.
0: Absolutely, and you know the one thing that I that I heard you say was that you had um your or your you and your family was dealing with difficulties like almost losing a house and was that you in the in the 90s or the 80s or in the 90s
1: I would say it's in the 90s in the in 90s, the 90s okay. maybe early 2000s
0: okay yeah. so well, yeah so that's when like you know the um, what was it the the tech bubble so i think we're mm-hmm. going through a recession there so i'm happy that you know i usually find that folks f- like usually have to go through a downfall to be able to just be like okay this is the reason why i'm taking this path and i'm glad that you were able to take that path and i uh, and actually help people get debt free and everything so when it first when it When you first started helping like friends, because we know our our lovely friends always love to get that lovely advice for free. How are you able to manage that Mm -hmm. with being with your business um, consulting with them?
1: Right. So at the time in 2019, I graduated university at the Ivy Business School at Western University. And then I got a job in working in accounting and finance at Deloitte. So I was working there. And (laughs) in school, accounting and finance wasn't that bad, because at least like you're learning something new every day. But like, I'm a creative, like I am someone who loves drawing. I love art. I love music. Yes, And so putting me, this very creative art person, into an accounting and finance role is very, very disruptive. And I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible because you're like doing the same thing every single day. And so when I was working at Deloitte, I was like, I need an outlet to feel fulfilled, to feel like I'm actually doing something to help someone in this world. And so when I started coaching my friends and my family, I was kind of just doing it on the side. I was meeting them after work or mm-hmm. meeting them in during my lunch break and wow. just coaching them and meeting them for an hour and helping them first, not only just telling them what to do, like giving them advice like, oh, invest in this or do this, mm-hmm. but actually teaching them how they can make their own financial decisions for themselves by giving them the foundations that they need of money management. About how mm-hmm. to save, make, and invest their money.
0: And what was the what was the best advice that you gave a friend and a family member that they actually followed?
1: Mm-hmm. I would say the best advice that I gave. So one of my f- best friends, mm-hmm. she is a very, very hard worker. Mm-hmm she got multiple degrees is super smart super bright yeah and even got a job in her field nice as soon as she but came out of- as soon as she came out of university nice. and yet she was still struggling with student debt living paycheck <laughs> to paycheck and stuck living at home mm. and i remember when i first started coaching her we met up in a cafe in toronto and she was literally crying oh. she was saying like I don't know what I did wrong. I don't Uh like, I don't know. I did everything right. Right. She did everything right. She got the fancy degree. She got the job and yet she was still in this financial position. Uh And the reason why she was in this position wasn't because she's not smart or she's not bright. It's because she was just never taught the skills of money management. Exactly. And so what I ended up telling her is that this is just the beginning. Mm -hmm. You are learning how to manage your money, and you're learning the skills of money management right now. And right now is just the beginning, and it's only up from here. Mm -hmm. And since then, after teaching her how to make, save, and invest her money, she's been able Mm -hmm. to double her income, move out into her own apartment, downtown Toronto. Ooh. And now she even started a nonprofit organization because she's like, oh, I have so much time on my hands because I'm not stressed about money. I'm going to share the wealth and sh- help other people in her community. That's amazing.
0: I And you know what? I, I'm glad that you were able to... Because there are different, um, say, personal finance gurus that do tough love, but it seems that you were very um what's the word empathetic yes that word (laughs) (laughs) about her situation and just telling her like you didn't do anything wrong it's just that it's common that you know our parents and grandparents didn't know this stuff before and it's very hard for them to teach us these things especially when we're younger I'm not sure in your your home but like In my home, it was always like, no, this is grown people's business. Like, don't worry about money. So (laughs) I could only imagine it was the same for you. So I was just like, so I I think it's just a common thing that happens for folks. So, like, they know that they have to get the job um, or go to school, get the job, and just be able to live that Canadian dream because we're not in the States. (laughs) Um, So it's, I'm glad that you're able to help them break through and learn a lot from that. So, okay. So you're able to have, um, have a lovely investment portfolio, have a non-for-profit. So what about family? Cause I feel like sometimes family is a little bit more um, difficult to to get on this, the right path. What was your best advice for your, your family member?
1: Oh, my gosh. That's
0: older. Can't be, like, a cousin or anything. No, they're Mm -hmm. easy.
1: (laughs) You know, the hardest conversation, one of the hardest conversations that I had to have in my life Mm -hmm. was sitting both of my parents down and taking a look at our finances. Mm -hmm. Because for all of my life, and I'm 26 right now, for, like, until 20, the age of 25, my parents never talked about money and as you said money was not a topic that you talk with parents I remember asking my dad like oh like why are we like potentially having to move because we're losing our house and he was like don't you dare ask about money don't you dare ask about these things and then no (laughs) that's like that's (laughs) why as a kid I was like how do I learn about money because if I can't ask my parents about money And if they don't teach it in schools, Mm.
0: where am I supposed to
1: learn how to effectively manage my money? Exactly. And so the hardest conversation that I ever had to have in my life was to sit my mom and dad down and talk about, okay, what's your retirement plan? Mm. How much money are you currently making right now? How Mm -hmm. much money are you saving? How much debt are we currently in? And just lay everything on the table and have it completely transparent and i think a very important and the way that i was able to do this was because i was coming from a place of love i wasn't doing this to shame my parents i wasn't doing this so that i could oh i'm like this big you know finance guy and i'm going to tell you what to do it yeah. was really out of a place of love because i really want my parents to live a happy life i want them to be able to retire comfortably and they deserve to live that type of life and so by approaching it that way from not shaming them and being very empathetic to their financial situation and their feelings yes. Yes. we were able to work through all of their money traumas that they had growing up and actually make progress and take the required actions so that they can improve their personal finances
0: and i'm glad that you said money trauma because <laughs> um in in december because <laughs> it'll be released in january in december i did talk about money traumas um what is one mon- money trauma that you that you noticed with your family um and you're able to tweak that a little bit because money trauma is very is, is a heavy one in the community Like in everyone's community.
1: Yeah. So a common thing that my mom says is money is evil. Mm. Money is evil. People who have money are evil. People who have money are greedy. You shouldn't want money. And this is one of the biggest thoughts and beliefs that actually prevent people from taking the required action to learn about their finances and improve their financial situation. Because here's the thing, when you believe money is bad and people who have money are greedy, you're subconsciously telling yourself like, oh, I'm a good person. So, and I don't want to be a bad person. So I'm going to do everything in my power to not have money. And the way that I've been able to reframe this Thought and this belief that I literally grew up hearing ever since I was a child was that I realized that when I have money, Mm -hmm. I can be the best version of myself. It's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. There's lower level needs like food, water, and safety. And then there's higher level needs of like love and belonging and self actualization, which is like becoming the best version of yourself. And the thing is, if you want to be able to feed yourself, be able to take care of yourself, you need money. You need Mm -hmm. money in order to do that. And so if you're able to take care of your basic needs because you're so good financially and you know how to use your money to take care of yourself, then now you don't have to worry about yourself. And now you could focus all of your time and energy helping others, supporting others. And that's what happened to me. When mm-hmm. I learned that I was able to take care of myself financially, now I could help my friends with mm-hmm. their personal finances. Now I could help my family and my parents with their personal finances, because I don't have to, I'm not starving and I'm not struggling to take
0: care of myself. Yeah. So I wanna go back to your parents cause it's, it's, it, it is so difficult. <laughs> so they knew that that's what you were taking in at Western University. How long did it take from graduating to sitting down with them to say like, "Hey, I want I want to have this tough discussion with you." Cuz trust me, I <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I'll make you go first and I will tell you my story. <laughs> uh,
1: this is a very hard very hard <laughs> conversation that anyone has to do deal with their parents because growing up you're like oh your parents know everything they are like the the god <laughs> they yes. they know everything mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like you ask them a question and your parents should know the answer to it exactly. but your our parents are just regular people they have sure. their strengths and their weaknesses
0: exactly and
1: as we grow as adults we also have our strengths and our weaknesses and some of our strengths are their weaknesses Mm. and so i graduated university in 2019 Mm -hmm. and i had the conversation with them i think in 2021 so it took me two years to actually have the conversation with them but it didn't (laughs) it did there was like many attempts let's just say and i think the reason why the attempts didn't go well Mm -hmm. was because i went at it as. I like started the conversation from a place of like, I want to, I need to fix all of these problems and you did all of these problems wrong. So I need to like fix it. And that made a lot of people feel hurt because they are your, they are parents. They're supposed to take care of their children. There's a lot of ego there. And so if you want to have this conversation with your parents, you need to go at it from a place of love. Uh, As I said before to be very aware and empathetic of their feelings so that you don't hurt their feelings and so that you can focus on making the most logical financial decision that's best for everyone.
0: You know, as soon as you said that, I thought back to as soon as I graduated, I was ecstatic. I was like, okay, guys, we're going (laughs) to sit down and we're going to, we're going to, because I Um, I'm not sure if you did that Western, but I uh, took a personal finance course and I was able to do a comprehensive financial plan. And it took me hours and I thought it was amazing. It was fun and everything. I was like, I love this. This is what I want to do. All right, the first people, my family. Come on, guys. Let's sit down. We're going to do this. (laughs) I don't want you to know about my money. I was like, what? (laughs) But but I just did this, and and I know what we need to do to 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 make it work. And you want to know? It's probably because I I I didn't do like tough tough love, like oh you guys did this wrong, but I I was like no we we have to fix this like I, I can help, like just just trust me. We we have this. So I'm I should have done more attempts, and I think. It wasn't until I started my business and my parents started going to workshops where my mom was able to be like, okay, you know, a little something, something (laughs) Mm -hmm. and things. So um, sometimes it takes them a while to like understand the motive. So I'm glad that you were able to get them there. And, And, but however, even though we have, Great advice. I'm not going to say what's the worst advice, but what was a an advice that you provided someone, and you're like, <laughs> "Dang, if I had done more research, maybe I would have wouldn't have chosen this decision for you."
1: Hmm. Well, uh, before we get to your your question, I did want to add that when we're when you were talking about Uh, helping your parents Mm -hmm. you can only help people that want to be helped
0: very very true
1: (laughs) (laughs) if people really don't want your help and they really don't want to listen no matter how great your advice is no matter how much you want to help them you can't it's
0: so true. people
1: need to be willing to -hmm. be to learn willing to be open to new perspectives and willing to be open to take advice and so that, that's a lesson that I had to learn with my sister. I was like, oh, I really want to help you. Like, here, like, do all this, do all this. And she was like, like, who are you? Like, you're my little brother. Like, why would I listen to you? That's the worst. And so instead of telling her, like, oh, this is what you should do. Like, mm-hmm. why, like do it like this. Mm-hmm. I decided to show her to be an example of my own work and let her yes. come to me when she's ready. And so yes. when I was telling her to invest and she didn't invest, I was like, "Okay, well, I'm going to invest my money and show mm-hmm. her, "Oh, this is how hum- like this is all of the amazing things that I can do now that mm-hmm. I can invest my money. I'm able to travel more. I'm able to, you know, have more freedom with my life. I'm able to save so much more money."
0: Yeah.
1: And she was like, "Whoa, like my le- my little brother just like was able to do all of these things." Yeah. And I want to do them too. And that's when she was like, So can you help me with your personal (laughs) finances? And I'm like, of course I can help you. Come
0: come have a seat. Yeah. Come have a seat. Little brother's going to show you a thing or two. (laughs) Mm -hmm, That's true. Leading by example is always a great way. Um, I normally, cause there's so many people that I know that is still reluctant on investing. So but you know, we we follow each other. So like ever so often I'm like, okay guys, so like this stock is going up. I'm like, but do your own research. Like, this is mm-hmm. only educational purposes only, because you know, uh, at the end of the day, being a financial coach, there are certain things we can and can't do.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's some things people don't realize, but that's fine. Um, but is there any uh advice that yeah, like, a, you know, just like a little advice that you're like. Mm. <sighs> yeah. So
1: when it comes to advice that I regret, it isn't necessarily an advice, but it's more of an approach.
0: Okay. So okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when That's I was
1: true. coaching my clients initially when I started my business, I was like, here are the five steps to invest. And like, this is all you need. And like, good luck. And like. You know, if they follow the five steps, they would be investing their money, right? Correct. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the thing is, when it comes to money, a lot of people are not logical when it comes to money. They mm. are very emotional. For example, my client was like, "I," she thought and believed that investing is super risky and I'm going to lose all of my money. And so when I gave her the five steps to invest her money, she was like, Well, I'm not going to do this because I'm going to lose all my money and investing is super risky. (laughs) So this is an example of how your thoughts and your emotions actually influence the actions that you take when it comes to your personal finances. Mm -hmm. And so the... And so, after I learned that, I was like, why aren't people taking action when they have all of the information that they need to invest? And so, that's when I decided to start coaching my clients on Mm -hmm. their thoughts and beliefs and their emotions around money. And then, after I was able to help them start to believe that, oh, investing is for me. Mm -hmm. Investing is actually not risky when you know what you're doing. And investing is a really great way to grow your wealth and make Mm -hmm. money. Once they started to believe this then they're like oh yeah i'm gonna definitely implement the five steps to invest your money
0: (laughs) nice so i am glad you did it that way because yes there's certain approaches that we see online and we're like okay it's gonna work like i did it so of course it's gonna work for them but you're right like it's 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 them believing that they're not going to lose their money as long as they research it properly and research properly and also execute instead of stalling because we we are very much so procrastinate procrastinators um which is fine and it was the example like with your sister like your sister was like no 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 but then she eventually saw the proof in the pudding and she was like okay let me do it as well so i'm glad that you have it like that so Having a different approach for different people is very valuable. That's what I took from that and in the emotions versus logic. And I think it's also showing people like the the long term goal of it. Like, yes, like if you were to start, (laughs) if you were to start in beginning of 2020, like January, you would have lost your shirts indeed. But if you kept with it and then actually kept putting money in you would actually see how um valuable it is to be into the stock market and then even though there's you know it's gonna go up and down if you're you you look out forty years ago it's always gonna go up most yeah. of them most of them
1: <laughs> What I like to say is that investing is a skill
0: mm hmm Mm-hmm. and
1: just like anything if you are not good at it then yes. it is risky for example swimming I used to be a swimming teacher so I like to use this analogy
0: oh my gosh I can't swim go...
1: <laughs> yeah so Camille if you go swimming in the ocean is that risky or not risky
0: <laughs> so there's been many times I do take my risk <laughs> going in the <laughs> ocean but I always that you know make sure I go um, up to my knees at least but it is right. risky yes
1: <laughs> right so if you like go like you know deep diving into the middle of the ocean then that's pretty risky if you don't know how to swim mm-hmm. but if you're like Michael Phelps and if you're an amazing swimmer and you decide to go into the ocean to swim mm-hmm. it's not that risky yes and investing is the exact same way a lot of people think investing is super risky and I'm going to lose all of my money because they've never learned how to actually invest their money. They Mm -hmm. look, they get their information from random people on Reddit and they watch like one YouTube video and they're like, okay, I'm gonna invest my money now and I know everything. And then they lose money because they don't have the skill of investing. And it's risky if you're doing something that you don't know what you're doing. But if you learn the foundations of investing, you know why you're investing, Mm -hmm. what you should invest in for your unique financial situation, Exactly. Investing's not risky at all,
0: and and I always tell folks like if you don't know anything about investing, f- one first look at the stuff that you actually purchase every day, and be mindful about those, and take in consideration of being part owner of that company, or if you keep it really simple, S and P five hundred. <laughs> that's like
1: you can't go wrong with that <laughs>
0: you can't it literally <laughs> is up like at the end of the year like 23 25 percent like yeah it's 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 a no-brainer that's like the one thing like I I just and I, I'm not sure if that you get this feeling that there's just some there's there's a lot of people that are scared of investing um but I always want to show them like just just keep it really simple and and i promise you you know don't go for the crazy ones that you're not aware about you gotta do your research and and just double check like certain things but if you really want to keep it simple just go with like etfs like i know there's Mm -hmm. people that will say oh mutual funds gic's index funds but i'm like as like the economy or technology is going, you notice that things are like kind of going to the robo advisor and stuff. And even though it's like kind of, a, I'm not going to say it's going to affect us ideally because people still need that personal touch and just like human interaction. But there are people that, you know, they just want to do it themselves. And I, there's no shame in that as well.
1: Yeah, what I like to think about investing is that there's different levels of being an investor. Like you can either be a beginner,
0: mm-hmm. a
1: intermediate, or an expert. And so a lot of people they're like, oh, I want to be an expert investor and I want to be investing in crypto and like all of these like crazy stocks and that is like essentially day trader realm. It's like, Mm -hmm. these are people who studied finance. They spent years learning about this. They spend 24 hours a day, like looking at charts and graphs to be able to make money. And so if we are trying to become an expert investor, Mm -hmm. when we aren't even a good beginner investor, (laughs) then you're likely not going to be making money. You're probably going to be losing money. And so what I always think about investing is that if you want to maybe get better at investing, start with at the beginning, start at at a beginner, start with the easiest, simplest strategy when it comes to investing. Mm -hmm. Once you get comfortable and you get, you familiarize your size with how investing works, then you can start to learn more about investing, but you don't start all the way in the deep end.
0: Yeah. Cause like I've, so what, Um, I started investing in 2018 and then when the pandemic came I was like "Ooh, I have so much time to learn about this even more so 2020 I was learning about it more I was I feel like I made some smart plays (laughs) Uh, right not plays decisions on long term (laughs) decisions on long term um, investments And then, but my personality is I do like being conservative but risky at the same time. So I started learning about options. But I learned about it and I was like, okay, I'm like, oh, I'm getting a hang of this. And then I learned about futures. (sighs) I'm telling folks, do not go to futures right away. (laughs) Please start at the beginning stage and graduate gradually because uh, i don't know if you've done futures but it's no joke
1: (laughs) i haven't done futures but i've done stock options yeah and stock options if you don't know even stock options if you don't know what you're doing you can lose so much money like it's like unbelievable like the stakes are like 10 like a hundred times worse than like investing in individual stocks. And so that's the reason why when I learned about stock options trading, I decided to hire an investing coach. Mm. I literally paid like six thousand dollars to hire this coach.
0: Wait, wait, stop. Say it one more time. I just need to hear the number one more time.
1: (laughs) I paid six thousand dollars to hire an investing coach to learn about stock options. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. If I didn't hire him, I probably would have lost money when it came to stock options. Probably, would, probably more than 6000 to mm-hmm. be honest. <laughs> and That's... now that I learned the skill of how to invest using stock options, I now have the skill for the rest of my life.
0: Nice. And so... I get to make money
1: with it. So the return on investment is already there.
0: Exactly. So would you recommend folks... Um to do like a masterclass or investment coaching if they want to graduate to the other level?
1: Yeah, I think there you have to figure out what you value most, right? Because Mm -hmm. everything is a balance between time and money. Yeah. You can learn anything you want in this whole entire world. You can be, you can learn how to like do surgery <laughs> online if you really want, right? Like you can learn how to like, you know, you know, use like the, I don't know, the like the cutting device and like learn how to do surgery. You can do that online. You can.
0: Michael, you are not going to be Google. my surgeon though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what it's called—a scalpel. Yeah, I watched Grey's Anatomy, guys. <laughs> so you can literally learn anything.
0: That but is how that much is
1: time shoot. is it going to take you? Mm. For me, I didn't want to spend hours, probably years, and a lot of money to learn about stock options trading, like money I would have lost. And nice. so I decided to pay $6,000 instead to learn it in one month.
0: Okay, so you learned it in a month. That's not bad. Yeah. But, but you also have that discipline to not be emotional and be logical. So cuz I know there's a couple folks that that have got those same training but they still use that greed, that greed and and using your emotions with stuff, it it really takes a toll on people. So wow, that that's that's nice. So so let's let's go to now you've decided to Come out the corporate world and have your own business. How how did that go about?
1: So I initially started my coaching business back in 2020 while I was working a corporate Mm -hmm. job. And so I've been building my personal brand, building Mm -hmm. my coaching programs, getting testimonials, like working with clients for literally three years before I went full-time in 2023. Okay. So it didn't happen overnight. (laughs) It did not happen overnight. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I was always waiting for like that perfect moment. I was like, oh, I need to have this amount in savings. And like, I need to be making this amount in my business and waiting for literally the perfect moment. And like the goalposts kept on moving, <laughs> which was uh-huh. partially why it took so long. And the trigger that actually got me to quit my full time job was uh-huh. had actually had nothing to do with finances,
0: uh-huh. it was actually
1: with my health. So, Damn. yeah, in 2022 or around 2021, I started dealing with a lot of health issues with chronic inflammation, chronic really really bad eczema Mm -hmm. um just like a lot of digestion problems as well Mm -hmm. so like my body was just like in complete disorder and so quitting my job was actually partially because i needed to focus on my health which is at the end of the day your number one priority money doesn't matter if you don't have your health and so i decided Yeah, and so I decided to quit my job in 2023, primarily Mm -hmm. for my health, and I moved to Mexico for a few months, and literally within a few weeks in Mexico, Mm -hmm. 90% of my health issues completely disappeared. Wow.
0: Yeah. Wow. See what happens when you have the nice sun and everything? I know.
1: (laughs) See what happens when you have, like, nice sun, good weather, and the ocean, and, like,
0: Healthy food. True, because I've been to Mexico as well, and it oh, and the tacos. The tacos are so yummy Ugh, to die for. <laughs> and it's and it is affordable. So I'm I'm glad that you're able to um take your health in consideration and change the environment. How did your family feel about that when you went? Like, you're you're moving to where?
1: <laughs> yeah, they were so scared. And I was scared, too, because I was like, people go to Mexico and get food poisoning and they get really sick. And, like, I'm already really sick and, like, going to Mexico. Yeah. And the idea of also the norm in our society is to work a nine to five job, buy a house, get into a mortgage, have a family. And mm-hmm. so by completely also disregarding that societal norm, everyone, yeah. like my family members, my like cousins, my aunts, my my parents, they're just like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> this is so weird. This is not and the
0: Canadian dream. <laughs>
1: this is not the Canadian dream. What are you doing? And I guess like the way that I was able to still do it was because I... I'm very clear about what I want in life. Mm, I'm very intentional with the life that I want to live. I don't really care about what people will say about me. Mm -hmm. I don't care about what my aunts and uncles are going to think about me when I'm not buying a home or having like a family like at 26. Yeah. And so I know what I want in life. And then I set that goal and I Mm -hmm. take the actions to achieve those goals. Nice. And so I wanted to become a digital nomad ever since I went to Poland back in 2015 where I caught the travel bug. And so <laughs> a, good bug. For... a good
0: travel bug. good travel bug. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the good travel bug.
1: Not not the food poisoning travel bug. And so in 2015 I was like this is my goal. I want the freedom to be able to work and travel anywhere in the world because the world is a beautiful place it and is. there's so many amazing people out there. And so, for eight years,
0: it took me eight mm-hmm. years,
1: they... but I finally
0: got it. Wow! And oh, man, it's because I do taxes, so I'm just like reluctant on it. I'm like, when mm, I can't be away during tax season. Oh. <laughs> oh man! So, so so obviously, you do most of your uh, meetings on Zoom or other places. Yep. Um, are most of your clients around the world or Canadian based?
1: So, my clients are young professionals, working young mm-hmm. professionals, typically from 20s to 30s. Mm-hmm. And I would say about 80% or maybe around 70% of my clients are Canadians. Okay. The so- other 30% is from other places in the world. Like, I have a client mm. in Poland and I have another client in Singapore. What? And the reason why I'm able to work with these clients is because money is a pretty universal topic. True. Like there's some like intricacies when it comes to like you know tax savings accounts or like yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> specific like and like which investing platform to use. But mm-hmm. for the most part, the concept of money is yes. universal. The, the concepts of how investing markets work, how you should save money, and how how to network and how to make more money. All of mm-hmm. these things are universal topics, which is why I can work with clients anywhere in the world.
0: Nice. See, that was always my my um, dilemma because I was always like, my thought process was, "Oh man, so if I go to like, let's say Mexico, I was like, oh, I'd have to learn their their tax laws and everything just so mm-hmm. I could be able to, and then also speak Spanish." <laughs> 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 Hola, <laughs> Put oh, on some Dora. dora. <laughs> <laughs> So like, like things like that, but I'm, I'm happy that you're able to find, even though you have 70, 80% Canadian, it's still nice that you're able to have other, um, people around like Singapore, like imagine if they fly you out there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm actually going to Singapore this uh, next year, or I guess this
0: year in 2024. Burr, 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 burr. Ooh, Singapore's is yeah, I'm nice. going in February. Well, the airport. The airports are really nice. Um, oh, you've been there. You know, yeah, I I did a layover, so I I yeah. had the travel bug back in the day as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> but um, but I still have it. I'm just more family like gotta stay close to the family for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, <laughs> for now. now so they're off <laughs> off to school or something. Exactly. Um, so so you've been. And when did you when did you go to Mexico? I sh- I think I forgot that part.
1: So I I went to Mexico. This was like my first digital nomad trip. Mm-hmm. I went to Mexico October 2023. Okay. And then I okay. stayed until December.
0: Okay, nice,
1: nice, nice.
0: And when are you going back? To Mexico?
1: Yeah so i'm not sure when i'll be going back to mexico (sighs) because i'll i'm doing southeast asia next year so i'm flying into singapore and then i'm going to be traveling all around southeast asia so i'm going to thailand vietnam Mm -hmm. probably Mm -hmm. bali uh indonesia so (laughs) sorry
0: i i shouldn't have said oh gosh to bali but you have to check my my travel story because that's but it is a beautiful place Everyone I know that has gone to Bali has had an amazing experience. It's just yeah. I was fortunate or unfortunate enough not to. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll have a like it. You'll have a beautiful time. Like Thailand, Vietnam, Bali, um, Philippines. Hopefully, you're able to go to the uh, Philippines. Yeah.
1: I heard the beaches there are like the nicest, beautiful, like incredible. Beautiful, okay, yeah. I need to add that like to my yes, itinerary. Yes.
0: Just, just be careful. Don't drink ice or don't have ice. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so, so I know that, you know, the reason for this path was because of family and friends and helping family and friends. What advice would you give anyone that wants to get into, like, the finance world?
1: I would say the first advice that I would give is that, money management at the end of the day is a skill as I talked about before and it's a skill that can be learned just like any sort of skill like for example going back to the swimming analogy Mm -hmm. if you aren't taught how to swim (laughs) I'm sorry Camille you're a good example Then you're not going to learn you're not going to know how to swim
0: (laughs) the joke was the joke is is that I did take swimming lessons, but there was always a time when I missed one day and they would never let me go to the next level. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> but I know how to sort of swim. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yes, you're right. You're right. Um, having the opportunity to learn how to swim or take swimming lessons is essential, you know, for, for certain things. Or it's like cooking. Like you, mm-hmm. if you don't know how to boil Eggs or 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 make rice. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right.
1: And so when it yeah, just like anything, like anything that we do when it comes to cooking or swimming, these are all skills that we don't know initially. We're not born how to do these things. We need exactly. to spend time and energy to learn how to do them. And exactly. the reason why a lot of people struggle with money is because our parents don't want to talk about money and mm-hmm. we don't teach money in school so then that's the reason why a lot of people struggle with their personal finances mm-hmm. but if you want to be able to have control over your money so mm-hmm. that you can have control over your life then all you need to do is start learning about money exactly. and when it comes to money management it I break it down into three main skills Mm -hmm. You need to, if you want to be an expert or effectively able to manage your money, Mm -hmm. you need to be able to make money, save Mm -hmm. it, and invest it. Those are the three main skills. And if you can do all three, the world's your oyster. You can literally do anything that you want.
0: That's very true. Um, I like how you said that. I like that concept. I I like to always tell folks, like, if you get the habit of saving, then you'll be able to graduate into investing because you'll constantly be like, oh, let me pay myself first. Oh, let me pay myself first. And then be like, oh, so what do I do with this money that I paid myself first? Oh, I should invest it so I can be able to have compound interest and see millions of dollars in the future, right?
1: Yeah. The reason why I came up with these three skills specifically Mm -hmm. is because you can't achieve financial freedom or like have good finances without all three. For example, if you're like Warren Buffett and you are an amazing investor, (laughs) like you're like, you know, so good at investing, like you know exactly which stocks to pick. Well, if you don't have any money because you don't make it and you spend it all, then you're not going to have any money to invest. Exactly. (laughs) And... The same goes the opposite way. You can be really good at making money. I know a lot of my clients, they're like, like some of them are doctors. They're literally making multiple six figures. And yet they're still living paycheck to paycheck because they don't know how to save money and they aren't able to invest their money. So they have to work until they're like 60 or 65. Golly.
0: Yeah. Um, Are there any books that you recommend for folks to read? When it comes to because you, I remember your, your you had a different approach was like five steps, but then you're like mm, maybe I gotta, you know, go give them so, like educate them in a way. So which books do you recommend? Let's see mm-hmm. if it's the same books I hear all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say the most like mainstream one because. It was the book that really started my personal finance journey. It was, mm-hmm. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad in the mm-hmm. university. Thanks. And that book really changed my perspective. You know, there's lots of controversy about the, the author and like, you know, some of the things that he says. But like, for the most part, if you look at it with like an open perspective and an open yeah. eyes, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that he says that lets, gets you to think about What is why are rich people rich and why are poor people continuing to be poor? And it isn't it isn't anything like yeah I I think it's just it was just very eye opening when I read that book I'm like oh my gosh that makes so much sense and it's true like after yeah after taking like so many tax courses in university (laughs) and a lot of personal finance courses it's like Mm -hmm. wow like we kind of have an inside view of like what rich people do, what corporations do to keep their money mm-hmm. while, while middle class and poor people are just kind of like
0: Going don't really know
1: what they're doing, where their finances. And I guess like one of the concepts I think from the book is that like money at the end of the day is a game and you can either learn the rules of the game and play it mm-hmm. or you could not learn the rules and have no idea what you're doing.
0: It's like playing a game of Monopoly. Sorry. (laughs) I was just thinking about Monopoly when you said game. I was like, it's just like when we used to play Monopoly. Exactly.
1: Imagine trying to play Monopoly when you have no idea how to play the game. Like, what is the purpose of the game? Like, do I buy properties? Like, maybe you're just like rolling the dice and like, that's literally all you do. And then you go into debt because you don't have any more money. (laughs) And so that's the way that most people play the game of life. Yeah. And it's It's very sad.
0: It's very, very sad. And and I know that I feel like you've learned so much in, in a short span, but I always ask folks, what are the three things you wish you knew about money when you were younger? I know you're young-ish, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure there was something you wish you knew like back in the day.
1: So I would say the first thing that I wish I knew is that... I kind of said this before, but money allows you to become the best version of yourself. Money is not evil. Money is not like people who have money are not greedy. I used to hate rich people because I was so (laughs) jealous of them. I was like, wow, it must be nice to like own that house or like not have to worry about your finances. But Mm -hmm. like when when you believe that money allows you to become the best version of yourself, then you can actually strive for that future and strive for that future where you are financially abundant where you're able to be so good with your finances that you don't even have to take care of yourself or worry about yourself anymore that yeah. you can start to now give back into the world and so i i feel like if i learned that a bit sooner i would have been a lot more i would have had a lot a happier childhood <laughs> I, I feel
0: fair enough yeah. fair enough fair enough and was that all three or i think yeah i guess you
1: said the <laughs> i oh i said one the, okay, i would okay. say the second <laughs> yes the second thing is that i believe that personal finance is mm-hmm. personal mm. we're all mm-hmm. so unique we have different personalities yes. we have we come from different financial situations we have different financial goals and lives lives that we want to live And so, what your friend might do for their personal finances is going to look completely different from what you do with your personal finances. Mm -hmm. And so, that's the reason why it's so important for you to learn how to effectively manage your money, learn how to make, save, and invest your money, because then you could be, then you know how to make the best financial decision for Mm -hmm. your unique personal finance situation. Because there's a lot of people that, are going to tell you what you should do. Your parents are going to tell you to buy a house, and your uh-huh. your sister is going to tell you to, you know, you know, go on vacation or whatever. But only yeah. you know what you want, and so that's the reason why you are the best person to make your own financial decision. Only if you know how to effectively manage your money. Then and money the last will... thing is a thing that I've said this whole this whole <laughs> podcast hard... episode, but money yeah. management is a skill that mm-hmm. can be learned. And if you spend time and energy to learn the skill, you will be able to have control over your money and your life. Exactly. Nice.
0: And um, Michael, what? Well, I know you're going to be going on a Southeast Asian trip. I'm semi jealous, <laughs> but I will be <laughs> I, watching your stories for sure. I will ask
1: for all of your recommendations. Yes. This. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. will hear all your stories.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um what is some um adventures or oh my gosh why am i why am i <laughs> what other avenues are you planning to do in the future with your business so in
1: 2023 i recently started my youtube channel so oh, i was I so started. so excited really? to start that because youtube is something that i've always wanted to start but i was like oh, i don't have the time and like uh, it's like very time-consuming but i started it because i want to be able to help more people with their personal finances Mm -hmm. and so if you guys are listening make sure to follow me on youtube i'm I'm
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna get your your information so we can i'm gonna post it just now (laughs) because you know i think Having different sources of YouTube channels is very essential, especially in Toronto or Canada, because we're so used to seeing the American-based um, information about personal finance. So I'm, I'm glad you were able to take the opportunity to, to start your YouTube channel. And yes, for sure, uh, check it out. Uh, hold on, I was trying to... <laughs> Trying to you at the same time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't multitask. So don't worry. <laughs> I
0: was like, mm, let me try. Um, but yeah, um, and and uh, so you have the YouTube channel. It's, it's going to be very exciting when you're traveling at the same time. Just be yeah. It gets, it gets difficult. <laughs> one of
1: the one of the reasons why I decided to start the YouTube channel, more so for a selfish reason, is because I wanted to also document my travels. I've been to quite a few places like I've been to Poland, Switzerland Mm. and Korea, but I never actually like took a video or like
0: Mm. compiled a nice
1: video of this experience. So I don't really have I don't really remember too much. Oh, no. So looking back, I want to like document all of these travels because one day I'm going to look back and be like, oh, there's Michael when he was, you know, (laughs) a little boy running around the world. And uh, it's like so many great memories to have.
0: It is. Trust me, like literally. So, um, gosh, it's been ten years since I was in Korea, and I Ooh. get the the information. Yeah, at your age, basically, <laughs> at your age at this moment, um, I look it back, or like my fo- my Google Photos usually tells me like ten years ago. I was like, oh, what life is so <laughs> That's easy. So they're like song singing, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um but it's like, yeah, having those moments and looking at those memories, it's 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 worth it. It is very worth it. So I can't wait to see all those documents and stuff. And and how can the folks find you, Michael? Because I want to. I you know what? One thing I like to do is share people's information and just to as much as possible for folks to to get as many as much information as they can about personal finance whether it's me you or anyone else especially in Canada <laughs> so
1: amazing can... yeah so you guys can find me on Instagram at michael e kim so it's michael e e kim just two okay. e's and I, that is also my handle on YouTube as well. So you can find me on Instagram, YouTube. Uh, and if you want to learn more about my coaching programs, you can go to www.michaelleekim.com awesome. forward slash coaching hold on let
0: me try to do this <laughs> at least the IG I'll, I'll try to get that IG at least Yeah. but and you afterwards... just do Michael Lee Ken yeah mm-hmm. that's, that's good <laughs> Af- afterwards I will put it in the chat so they'll be able to be able to follow you and everything and yeah is there any last thing you want to tell the folks before we we wrap up especially for the new year Woo! <laughs> I think it got it right I would say
1: I would end with when you have control over your money you get mm-hmm. to choose the life that you live
0: mm. nice 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 nice. I, I actually love that um, that is very true and then you be able to relieve stress in your life and your family and friends life so that, that is a great note. And Michael, I, I know it took us a while to get this done, but I'm so happy that you are here. And I can't wait to have experience or like stories with you, especially like, you know, some places to, to, to check out, especially in Thailand or um, Bali. Um, but thank you again, you know, folks, it's, it's a new year and and let's try to get our money management into check and and learn a skill like swimming like I will be <laughs> that's the one
1: thing you take away learn how to swim <laughs> Hey, learn
0: how to swim y'all
1: it will save your life one day
0: exactly and folks make sure you like comment share with a friend and all that great stuff and and learn how to swim Okay, and learn how to invest as well. <laughs> and thank on you that so much, note, Camille. Yes, thank you so much, Michael. On that note, folks. I just wanna be for you and my people to prosper and hold it down. Don't you sit Contemplating on a revolution I just wanna be free I just wanna be free I just wanna be free